there, it's the Nerdist Podcast, episode number 257, uh, premiering on the Nerdist channel on September 15th, is a show that I'm super excited about called Nerd Turns, it's our actual interns from our Nerd Melt uh, showroom, our little theater space at Meltdown Comics, they, these are the actual interns, we gave them some money, they wrote, directed, edited, produced, everything, uh, this kind of Larry Sanders-esque uh, version of their lives as interns at Meltdown, and the show is fucking hilarious, and I love them all so much, so super fun show, um, check it out, it's called Nerd Turns, and by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be up, that's over at youtube.com slash nerdist. Uh, I would like to thank Carbonite for being a sponsor of the Nerdist podcast, online backup, it's automatic. It's secure. It's for your home or your small business computer. It doesn't matter what you're doing with the computer. It's going to back up your files. It doesn't judge you whether you're using it for home or your small business. Plans start at just $59 a year. Uh, and then you back up all your files. So you, ab- ab- you can actually access all of your files from anywhere. And then if something disastrous happens uh, and your hard drive uh, crashes or whatever, it doesn't matter. You can laugh in the face. You can pull your hard drive out of your uh, units and then just laugh at it and then spit in its metal face and say, I don't need you because I saved everything to carbonite, so suck it, hard drive. And then you should probably have issues um, where you go talk to a psychotherapist because you're yelling at inanimate objects. I did. So it's carbonite. Go to carbonite.com. You're going to get two free bonus months with a purchase using the offer code NERDIST. Again, plans start at $59 a year. Carbonite.com. Use the offer code NERDIST. This episode is Michael Dorn. We've almost collected the entire uh, cast of Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, and and Dorn, and Dorn was great, really wonderful guy, and he's he has a wonderful mellifluous voice, which I'm sure you're aware of if you listen to this podcast. You've probably seen Star Trek: The Next Generation. If not. I'm not judging you. Matt Myra would, but not me. Um, Dorn has a Kickstarter going now. Uh, he is uh, w- wants to basically make a film called Through the Fire. So if you go to Kickstarter and look up Michael Dorn and or Through the Fire, uh, there's still a couple, we- like three weeks left as of the release of this podcast uh, to raise their goal to produce this film that he wants to make with some of the other Star Trek actors. So go there after you listen to this podcast, or you could do it simultaneously, because that's how audio podcasts work. So Thanks for listening to Nerdist Podcast, episode number 257, with Michael Dorn. got to challenge this guy to bowling. We need to make a Star Trek. We, we need a next-gen all-star bowling cast. Wheaton's in. LeVar Burton's in. I even think I can get Jerry Ryan in there for some uh, sweet Trek crossover. I think we can make this happen. Go ahead and tweet Michael Dorn. Uh, it's at AKA Wharf on Twitter. Let him know that Nerdist has dropped the bowling challenge. Damn. Nah, you just can't sound street or tough when you're talking about bowling. Now entering Nerdist.com And then head on down there. What time are you going to pee pee? Pee Uh. Oh fuck! Yesterday was a like on the shoulder, like strict press. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like it should be helping. It sounds great. I mean, but it, it feels does, good. It Michael like Dorn. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's going on? Hello. Hey, oh, good. How are you? Good to see you. How are you doing? Good. 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 Hello. Hello. How are you, Chris? Good. 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 
Nice to see you. Hi, I'm Jonah. Jonah, nice to meet you. My pleasure. Have a seat. Thank you. And then we're pretty much recording. Is this, is this my pay for the day? Yeah, yeah you get a quarter. It is. Um, it's, uh, we only get a hot penny. <laughs> a hot penny. Actually, it, I, I cut up, I have to cut old wheat pennies up into four pieces. Yes. And they each get... So we, get we get two pieces. Chris yeah. gets one. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Can't wait till we start getting bits. Welcome to the... Well. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I liked it a lot. We, uh, I interviewed Michael and Marina on Attack of the Show. Oh, I know. A couple weeks ago. Did well, you actually, you, you interviewed Marina. because Yeah. Like, well, she was closest, and she talks a lot more than you do. <laughs> did, you, uh, <laughs> oh, did you Alpha 3-9 them? No, I didn't. I didn't quite. Matt is such a Star Trek out. The Next Generation fan that we came up with this game when LeVar was on called Alpha 3-9, which not is... not a game. It's a thing that how... should have been on the Enterprise. It would have helped everybody out. Still sounds like a game. <laughs> what, what, is, what, is, what is it? It's a, if you, you hit your communicator and then you say Alpha 3-9, it will beam you out of awkward situations. So, so something's going weird. So in Matt's personal... So <laughs> the, what, what happened with LeVar is that Matt would start kind of geeking out about Star Trek, and then at a certain point, it would be just too awkward for LeVar, and then someone would go Alpha 3-9, uh, and that's the bailout point of, like, uh, yes. no more. This is a safe word. Idea. Yeah, right? Not a bad idea. They have the thing, <laughs> it's a safe word. Thing it's like where, a safe word, yeah. Where they, where they say um, uh, some emergency beam up. Right. You know, something, yeah. you know, but... Yeah, but this one just lets you know, it just brings you back to your quarters. It should just be like you, you back to your quarters. <laughs> yeah. You should just do it and you just go, oh boy. And it just takes it. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> or it, yeah, yeah. Or it can, just, it can tell when you're starting to stretch your collar out away from I your know, neck. I know. Hearts <laughs> so these, these dumb mics, actually, you kind of have to be a little uh, on them. Okay. Yeah, because then they... They look snazzier than they than they actually are. Oh, okay, cool. I apologize for no, that's all right. You sure. you deserve better technology than what we're giving you no, today, it's, Michael Dorn. The man been, flies jets. I know it's it's been fourteen or excuse me, how long? It's been almost twenty years since we've been off the air. So, you know, <laughs> we take what we can get these days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, what you got is Matt Myra. Yeah, okay. there you go. Yeah, Enjoy that's, that, that's, Michael. That's good over there. <laughs> Um, thank you again. Thank you again for coming on. It's, no a, it's a pleasure. To, it's a pleasure to meet you. No I um, I'd, I'd been to the set a couple times mm -hmm. when you guys were shooting. Next generation. Next generation. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I was I was I was just a snarky teen at the time, uh, hanging out in Will's trailer. And, now uh, you're a snarky adult. Now I'm a snarky adult. <laughs> Not much has changed. Not much has changed at all. No, exactly. Same hairline, yeah. you asshole. What? Well, stop. <laughs> I don't so know if that's true. Are. Actually, I don't know if that's 100 percent true. I, I look at old pictures. I, I feel like I see a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do they stick together from the tears after you? <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. It's just I, I cry and then and then you then you apply. It's hard to see what it says because you know the tears running the ink. <laughs> yeah. on you. Oh god. Uh, so so what's going on? How's everything? What's what's up? Uh, very interesting. I thought I was retired last year. Really? Yeah. I, I, you know, it had, it had gotten to the point to where I was still working. You know, people were calling saying, hey, we'd love for you to do this and that. But, you know, I just wasn't doing the auditioning and stuff like that that I was before. And I went, cool. You know, great. You know, I'd rather play tennis and have lunch with my friends and travel and, and you know, do all that type of stuff. And then at the beginning of the year, once again, it was like, great. You know, I'd, and then all of a sudden I start working more than I've ever worked. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Um, I did a play uh, back uh, for two months. Well, we rehearsed for a month and did it for uh, uh, Shakespeare As You Like It, my first Shakespeare. Wow. Uh, which was amazing. 
And then I've been doing these movies, you know, that people have just been going, oh, we'd love to get Michael Dorn. Oh, we'd love to get, oh, is, is he available? And for some reason, these new agents I have or, and manager, they've just been going crazy. They're ruining your good time. They're ruining my good time. <laughs> Guys, you know come on. Is? I have a tennis match. I don't want to. I know. It's like, you know what? I can't play this weekend. <sighs> oh, my it's the worst. The people that were my age that really grew up on Star Trek are now old enough to be making things. And they're like, get Michael Dorn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They want to stay. It, it's very interesting how that, how that thing is sort of like happening now. Yeah. Because, you know, before when we started, we'd get the, oh, I love your show. You know, I'm a big fan. And now we're getting... Oh, you know, my dad was a big fan. Show, you know, and my mother made us watch, you know, and, and either they're big fans now themselves or else they just hate it, you know. So. Well, I, I get that thing sometimes because I, I, I did a show in the 90s. And so I get now people go, oh, I watched your show. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And they go, well, I wasn't supposed to because I was in fourth grade and my parents wouldn't let me. And I'm like, I'm, this conversation's over. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I don't want to hear about how you were in fourth grade and I was a grown up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the worst ones are the ones. Well, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> and you go, my friend oh. was actually uh, like he was on a date with a girl and then he was talking about it's like, oh, what kind of music do you like? She's like, oh, all kinds. He's like, well, do you like, you know, what do you like heavy metal? She's like, well, no, not really. And he's like, well, you like probably Guns N' Roses. She's like, well, I've heard of them. Yeah. I've heard that name. Oh. He's like, but, but Appetite for Destruction was one of the biggest albums of that year. And then he and she's like. Yeah, I don't know. What what year did that come out? He's like, yeah, like 89? She's like, oh, see, I was born in 92. No! The date was then over. Ouch. Wow. Yeah. Do you know dating a 20-year-old? Oh. I don't want to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call him Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> That's his nickname. I think it's. I think there's something interesting uh, that happens. There's some, some sort of a weird... This is going to sound more New Agey than I mean it to, but when you kind of release the need to, you know... Oh, I got to work. I got to be doing it. And you kind of go, yeah, you know, I'm comfortable. I, something weird happens. Something weird Where it just kind of like, then it just comes. But that's never going to happen for you. What? That moment. No. You're, you're never going to not work. No. You're always going to be like, I got to work. Oh, my God. Uh, I have give a, me a job. I have a freaking scythe in one hand and oh. like, a, you know, a Freddy Krueger glove in the other. And I'm just like, just fucking swinging as hard as I can well, in all directions. The, the best way to get a job, a really good job, is to plan, and this happens to us all the time, is to plan a really fabulous vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. I'm going to, you know, sail the Greek islands on a yacht with you know <laughs> you know and and you'll you will get that job that you can't turn down. Yep. Yeah. And it's happened to me like five times. Yeah. And you, you, you don't know, get that deposit back. No, you don't. <laughs> and that's the thing. You can't fake it. No. You can't say, oh well I I'll just pretend I you really have to be like on your way. Oh yeah. And the yeah. last time it happened, I was supposed to go to Greece because um, uh, Marina's brother uh, lives in Greece, and and he and I are very good friends, and I've been trying to get there for years, and I had this trip all planned, ready to go, and the day that I was leaving, th seriously, the day I got a job uh. that I couldn't turn down. It was like on on Without a Trace, and it was a great role, and it was, you know, top of the show, and all that stuff, and I went, and I called him, he says, you got a job, didn't you? And I said, yeah, I did, you know. Well, and not to make you feel bad, but the money that you would have infused into the Greece's economy 
wasn't there, yeah. you're kind of yeah. responsible I'm for the collapse of, of their economy. For that. Yes, but I, know. I hope it was a good show. Like, did you have fun working? Yeah, on it was great. It was in New York. I was there for like two weeks, and it was it was fantastic. <laughs> There's a lot of Greeks in New York. You can pretend. Uh, uh, I, I just imagined a chart at like some Greek parliament meeting where they're showing <laughs> the economy and they're like this is our taxes are too low, and then there's a picture of Michael Dorn. Know, <laughs> My brothers, once lot. again, we have suffered from the Dorn effect. <laughs> and you know, let me tell you something. And they're really good at curses too. Yes, <laughs> they. <laughs> they believe that stuff like crazy. So, you know, Marina's always talking about, oh, I put a curse on it. I'll put one of those Greek curses on it. <laughs> one of those Greek curses. One of curses. those Greek curses, yeah. yeah. So. But besides that, you know, it's been it's been a it's been a fantastic year, you know. And then uh then we started with this this Kickstarter thing that uh that we had talked about where it was it was one of those things where somebody asked me about the Star Trek fans. Like how rabid are they? Does the does do the Star Trek fans translate into real dollars? You mm-hmm. know, like at the box office and all these things. And I said, sure, of course. You know, they had formulas and stuff like that. So we decided to see and put it to the test. And I love I love the you know technology these Kickstarter is just fantastic and all those kind of sites that are that are doing that stuff. Yeah, because it's great because you can people that wouldn't have the ability to do movies or sure. to do their TV shows or to do their records or you know, or their little projects, you know, uh, are getting the, the opportunity. Kickstarter and Indiegogo and oh, sites yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, it's just amazing. So we went on there, and we're right in the midst of it right now. So, And we'll see what happens. The thing I love about it, my, my the guys that I'm working with don't share my little pie-in-the-sky enthusiasm, <laughs> is that, you know, you really are going to find out. It really is one of those things where, you, where people ask you, and you can say, you know, emphatically, no, yes, you know, or... It does work, or you need to do this, and it's and it's sort of like uh, one of those things where I'm just looking forward to seeing what the outcome is. It's a science experiment. It really is. See what it turns into. See if I can create a Frankenstein. You know. Any predictions? Any predictions? Um, interestingly enough, uh, the predictions are pretty good. Okay. Um, We've learned that there's a lot of Star Trek fans with a lot of money out there. Sure. <laughs> Not with the $30 or the $20, but with the thousands of dollars. You sure. Know? So, uh, so well, it depends of, on what those rewards are. If it's like dinner well, with you, then they're going to shell out. The, the, dinner, the, the dinner with me, there was a um, join us at a convention where you're you know, our guest. Mm-hmm. There's a Star Trek Next Generation pinball machine. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. that, How much uh, is that? That's still in the box. Don't tell him. Matt will buy that. You, and, but you have to put it together. Uh. <laughs> it, it's two seconds to put it together. It's, it's like nothing. Just put the legs on. Just put the legs go. on, plug it in. What, what, and what, it would be signed by all the... All what's the, the going rate of the Star, the Star Trek pinball machine? It's gone. Oh, sorry, Matt. That's Myra. what I'm saying. Is, you, is just, like, you, just, you, you just That you, is one of the all-time best pinball machines. Like just the way that yeah. game plays, yeah. I, I like it's the, renowned. I also for, like the classic Star Trek pinball with mm-hmm. Kirk on the front of it. Uh, a friend of mine had one of those in, in his house, one. and it was it was really fun. It, like, yeah. Star Trek. I don't know. They they really managed to <laughs> for so, that that those shows somewhat for somehow port really well over to a pinball machine well, they, because yeah. you have there's missions. A, there's yeah. actually a Kickstarter right now. Speaking of the Star Trek Next Generation pinball machine, to put that on the iPad platform oh really yeah they're trying oh, wow. to raise like sixty thousand so they can get the star trek licenses so they can recreate that i have, pinball a, I have a pinball wow. game on my ipad it is kind of confusing 
Just because the entire screen moves along with the ball, so it's kind of hard to. Oh uh, no! I think uh, the way I've seen this one, it'll go for uh, Xbox and PlayStation. Oh okay, yeah. Mine was a Slayer uh, pinball game. There you go. You know what? I'll tell you what they should do is someone like Think Geek should basically make like a mini pinball machine that's a dock, and then you put your iPad up. Oh, like Atari has the little uh, exactly console exactly, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you could play it that way. That's a good yeah. idea. Guys, why are we not making millions of dollars off this right now? Because, you, you know, somebody someplace has that idea. <laughs> yeah. right? That's the thing. Is it, Damn yeah. it. Uh, are you worried about the, like, uh, almost like that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David, uh, because of a contest, like, has to have lunch with a fan and just doesn't know what to talk to him about? Uh, not really. The, uh, <laughs> you know, my, our fans want to talk about Star Trek. Yeah. And they really want to know what it was like and, you know, behind the scenes and, what who you know what who was marina you know who does she love on the show and who did jonathan want to work with and things like that and what's coming up and yeah. and they just want to interact which were is, his which eyes is great. that piercing in person was what his eyes that piercing in person jonathan frakes i mean they look oh, yes. yeah well johnny especially in hd <laughs> yeah oh god <laughs> and johnny was uh you know when he when we we basically kind of started out the same time and everything like that and we had the the male model roles when we were growing up. <laughs> and so he had the eyes you know and he was you know he was a hot looking guy and he had all those those bad boyfriend roles and things like that. I, I had the good boyfriend roles where I never got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the one where they, you know, where he ripped people off, you know, and, and it was, it was great. But no, he was piercing blue. Marina's eyes are huge. Yep. Um, couldn't really see Lavar's eyes, which was <laughs> which was he always to a little creepy to yeah. me. But uh, you know, he was cause... silently judging everyone behind oh, the visor. Totally. Oh, Do you think yeah. he ever slept on the set? No one noticed. Yes, he did. Did, uh, he? Patrick, did he really? Patrick Stewart on the podcast. <laughs> told the story about how he fell asleep during a scene where LeVar fell asleep during a scene <laughs> and they basically just did the scene around him because uh, he fell, fell asleep behind the visor. And Patrick, Patrick fell asleep in his chair. He, he mentioned that. He, on a, on. he said it was, on a clo- it was like a close-up and, yeah. he, and, he, and he passed out. And they, they were lighting or something and he just went... <laughs> <laughs> Which is always my favorites, you know. I want to find out the decision. Is there any backstory, like with Frakes, what, when when the beard decision happened? Uh, well, the second season, but I don't know why it happened. Was that a him decision, or was that a? I th- I think it was a him decision. I think I think Johnny wanted to to kind of separate himself from, and or maybe he just didn't want to shave anymore. <laughs> but but it, but actually, you know, you got a beard. It's it's it. You know, it's, it's more trouble than you know. But uh, but I think that was a that was a him decision. Dorn, don't, Dorn's don't, got the forehead. I need a beard. I need something. I need some. I can't do an appliance. I need to grow well, an appliance. I had, I had a beard too, so maybe he said, you know, well, maybe Riker needs it. But I, what I, at the time, what I heard was Riker was almost too good. He was almost too much of a good guy. Oh, okay. And they wanted to give him some kind of little edge to him. Yeah, and it kind of makes him look like a pirate, you know. I guess it does. They yeah. could have made him a klepto. I would have loved to have seen. Kind of look like the coke head from Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey Hans. Hey exactly. Picard. Hang on a sec. I can handle this. Yeah. Hey, 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 man. This is this is radio. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Ferengi. You got something you want. I got something yeah. I want. Blam. And he does. The, the, from your Kickstarter video, though, one of the things I found fascinating was that you were on the set of Mary Tyler Moore. Yes. What? Hey, the what? last two seasons. <laughs> Doing what? I, I, I went there. Uh, my, uh, one of my best friends in high school, his dad was assistant director on the show. And I wanted to get in the business to be a director. And they said, hey, 
come. They were very sweet about this thing. I really like these guys. And they said, come, you can hang out with us. You can shadow our directors. You can be a PA and all this type of stuff and, and see what it's like. And, you know, especially on that show, I mean, it was like Man. a well-oiled machine and it was just funny and the actors were great and it was just, just ran like clockwork. And so I really got a, a good taste of it. And then they said, look, you know, if you want to make some extra money, why don't you work as an extra one day a week? Whoa. You know, in the newsroom. And I was like, you know, I'm 25 or something. Like that. Uh, sure, you know. <laughs> and uh, and so I was there. In fact, if in the last two years of the show, if you look back there, you won't recognize me because I got a big afro. <laughs> <laughs> and a mustache? And a glasses. I yeah. loved the afro-mustache combo. It was it was big. In fact, I shaved it off because uh, my acting coach that I went. What happened is I went back to acting school after I discovered I, I really loved it, and uh, he said, "Michael, you've got to shave off that mustache." <laughs> and I went, "What are you talking about? I love my mustache." He says, "That's the problem, because every time you walk into a set, you're like, hi, <laughs> I'm Michael Doran." And this is my mustache. <laughs> That's you know? a book title. Oh, why is that not your it book? Was. It was. It was like, and it was like, I just, you know, and I could see myself in a lot of shows where I'm talking and I'm like, I'm like the Tom Selleck, <laughs> the black Tom Selleck, you know? And when I shaved it off, I felt, I felt naked. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, they can see me, you know? And, but it, it, it made my, uh, my auditions and my acting stuff like go, through the roof. I don't great. know who this uninteresting mustacheless fellow is, but yeah. he's got something. He's got something. You know? I, what was the Mary Tyler? I mean, like, uh, any any good Ted Knight Coke stories? Come on. Those guys, no. Those guys were were no Can't drugs. There was no that. nothing. There was nothing like that. I heard the set of Caddyshack was 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 like a ski slope. Well, that was probably Chevy Chase's. But not, thing. but not Ted. Not Ted. Okay, yeah, that's good to know. No. I mean, those Ted. guys. I, I just learned a lot about comedy. I mean, they. If you look at sitcoms, I don't know if you guys have been on a sitcom stage these yes. days. Yes. But there is the actors, and then there's this horde of people, producers and agents and things like that, that are on the floor too. And they they do one bit, and then they have to huddle, and then they change it. And they, do, they change it again, and they do it like you know four or five times, where these guys, they wrote it, they did it, and occasionally some guy would say, you know, do this again, and it would be even funnier. But it wasn't this thing of rewriting ten yeah. and fifteen and twenty times. And oh, that person—it just isn't the same thing. But it was—it was fabulous. But they were great. They were great. This, there, there was no drugs. They were all just funny. This is providing a lot of material for my uh, next generation Mary Tyler Moore mashup that I had been planning for years. Uh, uh. <laughs> Please, Jean-Luc, 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 what a wait, what a great, when I was in college, um, I got to hang out on the set of Newhart a lot mm -hmm. when I was, you know, like 19 years old and it, it just, it really, what's it funny That's about a weird that? Weird statement. Why? When I was in college, I got to hang out on the set of Newhart. I did, <laughs> but it was the same kind of experience where when you're around people of that caliber regular it's so inspiring and you just you realize how little you know and yeah. how much you want to be in that world and it's such a it's such a small little world of you know it's like it, well, well you know, the my problem is that uh, I'm, I'm getting away from it is that i go to the sets now and it's just the, one of those things where you go yeah that's not like mary teller more <laughs> it's never gonna be <laughs> nah. that is, i mean that is that was 
I mean, one of the rarest experiences. I think it could. I think you actually could. But the system is built so against that these days because uh, if you look at any studio or anything like that, they have hundreds and hundreds of administration buildings. Sure. To put people in, you know, that you got 15 producers on a show and 20 producers, and and I worked I worked with this actor uh, actress one time, and she said she worked on a set where uh, actually a pilot for a series, and there were I think six actors and 20 producers, <laughs> and you're going, okay, something is wrong here. Yeah, something really doesn't work here, and. If if somebody had the guts to do it, you could do it. If somebody had the guts just to go, you know, we have. And if you look in the old days, when I was, <laughs> when I was growing up, you little young whippersnappers, <laughs> um, you'd see a producer, an associate producer, and that's it. Yeah, you know, on every show, if it was a big show or small show, that's all you'd see. Well, that's what you're seeing on n smaller cable channels that are producing amazing shows, like mm -hmm. you know FX or AMC or IFC. Yeah, or, or the or, or I mean, that's why I think a lot of people are drawn to web content because there's just no. I mean, and and a lot of people, a lot of veteran television people are like, "Fuck this! I'm, I'm going to go work. I'm, I'm going to create stuff on the web. I can just make it whatever I want. No one, no one gets in the way." Yeah, and, and I think it, with with me also is that it comes down to the point to where. That's more important than actual the big money part of it. Sure, you know that's and in fact when I was talking about you know doing this movie, everybody would say, well, Michael, you need to get an, an actor who is has the uh, foreign you know cachet, and you need to get this and you need to get that, <laughs> and they were doing me all this stuff, you know, and it just became an idea where it it goes gets away from what the show's about or what the what the movie's about. And I said, no, 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 I just want to make a movie. You know, I just want to make a little movie. If it doesn't make any money, that's great. You know, look at, look at what's that movie? John Carter? John you Carter, know? yeah. In the movie, I don't know, $200 million, and it made 50 cents. You know? <laughs> In fact, I think this is... That's, one, that's yeah. half of their budget that's right there. I mean, that's half, half of the... Half of the yeah. And, and in the end, that's all you're going to have. And you can't tell if it's going to be a hit or anything like that. All it is is that you make it a movie. It's going to be great. You love working with the you know, the people you work with, and in the end, you just have a film in a can, basically. Mm. Yeah. And uh, but if it takes off, if it does really well, great, you know. But there's no there's no like formula for it, and they always want you to to follow the formula because that is their way of justifying their job. Sure. Just like in uh, uh what is that Blazing Saddles? Blazing Saddles. Yeah. <laughs> Where he says, "Gentlemen, we got to we got to justify our phony baloney jobs." Yeah. <laughs> That's the entertainment business. Harumph. Yeah. Um hey, I have a weird question. Are you a vegetarian? Vegan. You're vegan. Gosh, I knew there was something cuz you look amazing. Thanks. I mean like truly fantastic. Thanks. And and I and I find that uh people that I know that are in their 50s that look amazing Tend to be vegetarians mm -hmm. or or some type of health conscious. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. There's it, which also bums me out because that means there's really something to it, and I there's, I just yeah, enjoy I meat a lot, and that's a bummer. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I I, I became uh, vegan. I was headed towards vegetarianism a while ago, but I became a vegan four years ago, and uh, it's been it's been great. It's been fantastic. Damn you it. like that almond milk? I love almond. It's milk. It's so good. It's so much better so than soy good. or rice. Better than soy or rice, 
and you can get the vanilla almond milk, which is a little nicer, a little creamier and thicker, and it's just, I, I just go Perfect. crazy for it. Yeah. I just go crazy. I'm surprised there's not more places and coffee shops that like that let you uh, use that as a substitute. You know, people don't like being vegans and healthy stuff. They, they really don't. You I can mean, find they, soy everywhere. Yeah, soy is one thing because it's one kind of a fad. Yeah. You know, it started a long time ago. But it's not even that good for you. Yeah, no, no, because it does estrogen. It turns into mm-hmm. estrogen, and men don't need estrogen. You know, how else am I supposed to grow a vagina? Well, there's a, there's in your other lab, ways. Chris. There's what other in ways. your lab? Keep it there. <laughs> and back to the lab. In my lab. <laughs> uh, did you see the documentary Forks Over Knives? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's yes, a that's a really good documentary about just uh, a uh, it's vegan uh, whole foods mm-hmm. uh, diet and and, and protein. Everybody. Uh, uh, in fact, my girlfriend said she's she's a vegan now, and she really she's even more than I am. And every time she says it, they say, "Well, where do you get your protein? <laughs> you need protein. That's the building blocks, and you don't need protein really. Yeah. That's that's what this whole thing is about. You know, you, there's some protein, but you don't need you know meat, and it's got to be coming out of your teeth and stuff like yeah. that. So, uh, so it's been great. There's a really been, good part in the Forks Over Knives documentary, which is available streaming on Netflix. Is um, <laughs> They, uh, no, I think it's a thing. Yeah, just the way you say it every time. It's I, yeah, like I you know. get five dollars. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's make sure I, to I enter the code Jonah Ray. Watch. I'm not. I'm not uh, vegetarian or vegan, but it, it did it did make me kind of um, assess a lot of the stuff I was eating. And there was a, there was a kind of they they talk about a uh, like an Asian um, style of eating where it's like you know when they have meat, it's like a it's a little slice of meat that mm-hmm. they'll put in a broth for taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the serving sizes that people get in the states, and it's just like a oh, slab of it's a I boogie know. board size steak. I know. It's just it's just monster. I mean, yeah. in fact, all of the Star Trek fan, uh, the my friends on Star Trek, um, because it's the 25th anniversary, we spend a lot of time. We do the conventions together. And so we, we're all together, and we'll all have dinners whenever we go to these things. And these guys are drinkers, smokers, and meat eaters. <laughs> and you're talking about, I'll have the side of pork, please, you know, and I'll have the, is that beef tender? Yeah, send and it over. Roll you know? that in a cigar. Oh, my, I know. And it's just, it's crazy to watch them, and I kind of go, Okay, yeah. you know, yeah. and they look, you look at, around the table. And go, I'll be at your funeral. Your funeral. <laughs> yeah. your funeral. It's a bad long-term plan. It really is a bad long-term yeah. plan. And then they go outside and they're you know. Smoke. Oh, it's How do bad. you do it? Uh, but uh, but just you know, every once in a while, uh, I go. Yeah, but you know, I wonder if I could be vegetarian just for just to see what it was for like. Funsies. Yeah, and then I. But my travel schedule is so. But you travel a lot, yeah. right? So it's just uh, how do you how do you get around that when you're on the road? And when you go to places in the country which have not really acclimated to that uh, that type of well, I just don't go to the Midwest. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, fair enough. Because they look at you and you say, "I'll have a salad." Would you like that fried, honey, <laughs> with the whole salad? Yeah, no, yeah, bowl and all. No, just uh, well, you got you're gonna need a slab of cheese on that, you know. I don't know. But uh, but you know, most places you can do something. It's just it's difficult. You're gonna starve sometimes. Because uh, I went up to uh, and 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 people will tell you they'll say, oh, this place will do a great meal, Michael. They'll do a vegan meal, and you go there and it's really only lettuce and some rice. Right, yeah. is all they have. Uh, so it it is difficult, but uh, if you go into the small cities, you just have to kind of make do. Damn. You know? I mean, if you're going to be in a place for a few months. That's that's something different. Well, if you're working on a film, you could probably say to the production company, oh, totally. "Here's my dietary needs. If you're going to take me to Alaska to shoot for, you know, totally. then I'm going to have to sort this even, out." Even even in town, they uh, I'm, I'm working on a movie now called Castlevania, 
And it's based uh, on the game? game? Yes. What? what? Wow. How do we oh, not you know, know about this? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no that's no, awesome. Really cool. God, the producers, what a scoop. I know. The producers will love it. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. And oh, I my play, God. I play Thane. Uh, wow. And, yeah. I didn't know there was a Castlevania movie. That's red. Yeah, we're filming it right now. Classic, classic Don't PC game. Don't fuck Michael Dorn. Who's playing Simon? You, you got you to gotta look at the... Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll send you the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, but they were very good. They were, you know, even in town, they have, you know, when they have the caterers and all that type of stuff, and it's all the regular food that you see on sets. But they were very said, oh, Michael, we can do whatever you want. We can go here. We can get that. We Real can food daily. Real food daily. They can, you know, they found an Earth Cafe near where we were filming, and they have almond milk, and yeah. they were they were very good. I mean, the other day I said, well, Michael, what do you want? I said, no, guys, no, it'd be too difficult for you. I said, what is it? I said, well, I like dried goji berries. <laughs> and if you look at, there's a there's a thing on YouTube, or if you go on the web, there's a, there's a whole uh, three or four segments about how goji berries do something to your blood, like they, it just rejuvenates you like crazy. It's like the best superfood you can have wow and uh and i said well i'd like some dried goji berries and we were like in uh mount washington <laughs> off the pasadena freeway oh yeah yeah, like, yeah nothing around there and sure enough in about you know half an hour they came back with some so so they're very good with that stuff i could find you a place nearby there i can find yeah? it yeah, yeah really yeah yeah i know that area yeah yeah right down the street in echo park there's a uh, they got sage sage which is a I great sage. great vegan restaurant i love you sage. really check it out yeah it, it's and those vegan restaurants you don't miss meat at all the best no. blt and i've the... ever had is from cafe gratitude and it's uh, yeah and that's right that blt is love so that good so but good. if you now if you really want the meat experience without having the meat experience uh native foods Okay. Uh, in Westwood, and there's another one in Culver City, and it's all chicken. It's all the mock and, stuff. Oh, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Now, what is? Yeah. I'm trying to understand the psychology behind. Like, if you don't eat chicken, but you still just want to eat something that's mashed together to look like chicken. It's not so much the look; it's just the uh, texture, texture, the, the texture, yeah. and the taste. I mean, like you know, it's like the taste of chicken, the taste of meat is all great, and so there's no reason not to mimic it. You know. Mm -hmm. And they do the. My favorite is they do the. Um, uh, the Reuben sandwich. What? Yes, and their it, Reuben sandwich is great. Oh my god! It <laughs> looks. Yeah. It looks like a Reuben sandwich, and it feels just as unhealthy as just as unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about sage is that like you're eating this stuff, you're like, this is all vegan, but I don't know if it's uh, good for me still. No, I think no. it's still kind of. Well, you know, it's it's it is good for you, but it still is one of those things where, like, even with, even with even with uh, native foods, you know, you're gonna you know you're gonna get the same effect. Yeah, but it's it still is good for you. Yeah, it's, it's not dietary. That's the one thing about sage or or native foods. It's not dietary. It's not like oh, I'm going to go in here and and lose weight. Right. No, like real foods daily, same thing. They have great. They have nachos. Yeah, they're nachos and they're tacos. Still fattening. Yeah, still very fattening. much so. Alternatively, I like to take steaks and form them into vegetables, yeah. just to take look, the opposite. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what we used to do. We used yeah. to make you know take little strips and make them into broccoli. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I make <laughs> I make chicken celery, <laughs> uh, which is very fun. Just like. Mm -hmm. Put the feathers on the end for and the leaves. And then you have a little pork juice. <laughs> pork juice on is the great, side. guys. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I can feel, God, my, I can feel my left ventricle slamming shut as we speak. <laughs> we, you know? we shot a uh, we shot a, a thing for our, our, our YouTube channel, which was basically a, a cooking show that is 
all about uh, it for Walking Dead premiere. So it was what we like. They they did the Walking Dead themed food, and they got this you know like these ribs and formed this rib cage around this uh, um, this sausage oh uh, in the middle, this chorizo, and then we sort of ate it with our hands and mouths and like ah like that. Uh, I did not feel I mean, the food was delicious, but I ate so much. <laughs> meat, meat. Yeah. at one time that I just felt like my blood was toxic. The uh, the the one time the longest break I ever took off of eating meat, uh, and it was uh, I think it was about four months I didn't eat any meat, and it was after a week at in Austin, Texas for South by Southwest where I was doing nothing, oh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. nothing but yeah. eating uh, barbecue. And hey boy, I, you want some more barbecue? Yeah, you know, it was like go, and it was that on top. What are you a terrorist? Like, and just and then on top of drinking, like I got uh, I got home, I was just like I don't feel well. <laughs> and I just kind of just didn't eat meat for a few months. I felt great. Well, we we went up to Calgary for the the first big reunion uh, show uh, convention. Yeah, right. And we fan expo. The, we went. Yeah, we went to this went to this restaurant, which was a steak restaurant. They said, "Oh, Michael, well, they can have something for you." They didn't, <laughs> and they brought out appetizers and stuff like that. There was more meat than I have ever seen in my life, but it's different meat wrapped in around meat. Yep. It was like pork it's like wrapped around, you know, with bacon stuffed inside a steak. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was just, in, and they were just, yeah, this is great. Isn't this great, Mike? And I'm like, God, their, eye, their, their yeah. eyes are yellow. Yeah. It was actually the first time that I actually didn't feel good. Do you ever stand up and go, you all disgust me, and you no. walk out? Okay. You should. No, no I, just, I just go, I just look at them, and they, they, they know. <laughs> they look at me and you know and they know that uh, well because yeah but you can't i mean how can you not notice a guy that's i've lost 40 pounds right wow. and you know and i'm you know up here my skin is great and all this type <laughs> of stuff and they're like yeah whatever you know i mean yeah. you kind of a really good spiner impression <laughs> <laughs> but for you it's all, it's all diet and hell it's not ethical uh for the animals it's right part now. ethical part ethical it's part ethical yeah it's part ethical because you know it it really it is really terrible what they do. I oh, mean, yeah. it's really like beyond terrible. It's like yeah, food inc. sadistic. Yeah, also streaming. That's another sadistic. bad thing to watch. Ten bucks he made today. Use the yeah, code yeah, yeah. Jonah Ray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's like there are things you should watch. You know, there are things. But you the big thing see. is that the stuff they put in it. You know, the hormones and yeah. the, the the growth hormones and the uh, and the uh, the preservatives and all that stuff is just. You know, just yeah. ridiculous. And know. then the preparation, just the like, you know, the feces just in the meat. And what was that? They had one thing on, on, um, on cable. It was a four-part thing, and it was called oh, the weight of a nation. Weight of a nation, and the the chicken fingers that they make for the kids. Yeah, that's not chicken. Oh, what is it? I don't know. It's something else. Is yeah. it duck? Seriously. No, it's it's, is it's it something duck? else. <laughs> I'm just going to guess other, else. Yeah. other it's fowl. Not, it's not chicken. And they're just feeding these kids and the kids. And and I love the parents going, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, you know, uh, my kid is huge. <laughs> you know? And they're huge. Yeah, of course. And they go, I, I, don't, I don't get it. You know, uh, what's jeans. Bad jeans, I guess. Bad jeans, you yeah. know. But. You know, but that's it's it's choice, and I don't judge people about that stuff, and that's why I just keep my big yap shut when I. What What are some go good out. online resources that you found to that you order? I assume you order food online, like stuff online. Do you, do you any, oh, any good? Oh, um, um, Sun Foods okay. is, is very good. Um, and um, Erewhon is a pretty good market here in LA. I love Erewhon. Yeah. I, I live at Erewhon. 
The other now that there's a, there's a there's a, another side to this is that it is expensive. Very yes. expensive, which p- part of it kind of pisses me off Super. because you know that you know companies like Whole Foods and bigger companies go, hey, these these uh, these uh, health nuts will pay out the nose for this shit, you know? Like yeah. there's oh man, that sucks. It's like you go there and you get a little bag of something and it's 150 bucks and you go, <laughs> whoa, and uh, but but Air One is 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 excellent. I mean, they really have some good stuff, and you can you can find stuff in there that's not super expensive. But you know, if you're really a hardcore vegan and and you know smoothies and stuff like that, it can get up there. Do you have an exercise regime? Yes, I do. Um, I do four days a week in the gym at seven thirty. Yep. Uh, in fact, right now I'm doing this CrossFit. In not the Jonah's doing, doing CrossFit. CrossFit. My CrossFit. I, my trainer. She does CrossFit. So she just gives you the watch. She gives me the the stuff, and and yeah. you do. Like today, you do four. Okay, you do the presses. You do twenty sit-ups. Let's see, tw- fifteen presses, twenty sit-ups, um, fifteen hanging leg erases. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's yesterday. I had to. Yeah, and uh, and then a three-minute run, and then oh yeah, and curls like this, mm-hmm. thirty pounds. And you have to do that. You have to do four of those exercises, four sets of that within 20 minutes. Interval yeah. training. Yeah, that's uh, yesterday. I yeah, I had to do like um, kettlebell swings. Yeah, where, where uh, do you go? I go to this place uh, uh, in uh, Atwater Village. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice. It's a newer place. Uh, I, I, when I checked out the website, uh, it's called CrossFit Gambate. And uh, uh, the website's like, you know, asking people, oh, how's it helping Use the you promo here? code John Ray. Helping you here. <laughs> And then one of the things was like, uh, "How's this uh, class helping you uh, prepare for the zombie apocalypse?" And we're like, "It's like, well, the the endurance, pretty much, pretty and, much endurance. You, you got to uh, be running. You got to be yeah. careful with the kettlebell swing, though." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah be, I mean, uh-huh. just, be careful with all. all no, no, that. but particularly the kettlebell swing because you're using momentum on your body, and if you're not, it's just it's dangerous for your back. Yeah. If you're not, the most pain I've ever been in was after doing a half hour kettlebell workout. It's it's. It was, I, I think yeah. for two yeah. days I was just. It, out it was of sort position. of one of those it's things, more about, like, like from your hips and. It's one of those well, things that got really trendy for a while. People ordered the stuff at home. And oh, I was yeah. like, you, you got to be really careful. You can seriously fuck your back yeah, up you doing I, that. Like, uh, there was a, I saw, I went online. There was like, you know, like compilations of guys that just knocking their teeth out. If you're not to do doing it. Uh, yeah. If you're not doing you know. it right. Yeah. But I, but I do that four days a week and then I play tennis. I'm a big tennis player. I play at, let's see, one, two, five days a week. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's right. nine days a week. He's exercising. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do I four. So I'm trying to do four days. No, I'm, I, I swear I'm trying to. You know what I see how for often, you, Michael? Uh, Dor- oh wait, you uh, ask your question, yeah, and then no, I'm gonna. No, no, because go I was just gonna ask how often he flies. Oh uh, well, I I hadn't flown a lot in the last six months, but I just got a new airplane. Oh, I'm supposed to be ready uh, this week. Although I'm going to be gone to Atlanta for Dragon Con. I'll be there. Yes. Nice. Uh, and. Um, but I start next week, and I usually go once a week. Yeah. I usually fly someplace once a week. I was watching Modern Marvels one day on jets. This guy pops up talking about jets. So you fly jets, jets. <laughs> I flew, I, well, I used to own uh, a couple of ex-military jets. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I had a T-33. T-33, okay. And then I had an F-86. Oh. Where do you, do, can you fly those? Like, if you need to go somewhere, do you fly those, or do you just kind of go up and fly around? Uh, no, I, I used to travel with them. You know, I went cross-country a couple of times. and uh, In one you know, day? Uh, oh God! Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and th- this airplane—it's—it's—it's it's, it's much faster than a than a commercial jet, the uh-huh. F eighty six. And so I would, you know, you, but you land twice, which is still the the best part. But I flew to uh, Florida and I uh, twice, and then uh, I sold that and got a corporate jet. 
and I flew that for about four years, and and that was that was cool. Going back east, you know, to New York and Washington. You get to bring your friends along. And, yeah, yeah, but they don't really yeah. get to hang out with you because you're flying the. Yeah, well, you know, and and I, but in the corporate jet, you need you have to have a co-pilot. It's FAA yeah. rule, mm-hmm. and so he's fine. You can go back and you know and have yeah. lunch with them, you know, and then go back and land. Drink all the booze. Yeah. And ah, then you yeah. go. <laughs> That's what the Sklars were saying when they had to go do reshoots for a uh, movie they were in with um, uh, John Travolta. It's like you know they're like, oh, we'll just take the the uh, his plane. So. He flies it up, and then like the copilot takes over, and then they all just hang out for a while, and then yeah. he goes back in, lands it. He says those are the parts he likes. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and those are the it. parts that take skill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's the most exciting because those airplanes, asleep. you know, the, uh, the corporate jets, you just program it and you just fly for two hours with your arms crossed. Wow. But uh, that's weird. but this one I got now is a twin-engine Cessna that I used to own, not this particular one, but the the uh, the same uh, style uh, that I used to own a long time ago. And it's just to kind of keep my thing in flying. Yeah. See, right now, my goal is to work to buy another airplane. And I want to get a, an F-5 nice. uh, Freedom Fighter is what they call it. And it's a, you know, it's a, a jet that trained a lot of pilots. And so, but it's a twin engine and it goes Mach 1. And, and so I'm, I'm looking for that next series, you know, <laughs> or, that, or that next job. Star you know. Trek, the next, uh, next generation, Star D-Space the next Space 11. Yeah. Kickstarter, so, yeah. come on. <laughs> Buy Michael <laughs> Dorn an airplane. Michael Dorn was a jet. <laughs> I want an airplane. How big of a Star Trek fan are you really? Yeah. How much do you love me? You know? <laughs> Wouldn't you like me a little better in an F-5? I know. Was that right, F-5? I yeah, said yeah, that right. Okay. Five, I thought five. that was a, uh, I thought that was a, a, a tornado uh, ranking. Now. Nah. An F five, right? Yes. Don't we have one? We yeah. have one of these coast now. F five is a tornado ranking. Yeah, you're okay. right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, good. Good. I have to make sure bad, I still remember that's a Twister. Bad one. That's a bad that's one. A the bad finger one. of God. That's like death. <laughs> but it's if you have good. a belt and a pole in the ground, you're going to be okay. <laughs> did you guys see? Did you see the the, the uh, there was a documentary about tsunamis, uh, about the tsunami that hit. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, it was that was that was just crazy. You know, how the, people horrifying. were like standing there going. Wow, those are some big waves, you know, and they're standing there, and all of a sudden, nothing's left. Yeah, yeah, that was always it was crazy because I grew up in Hawaii, and there was always the story of what happened uh, when a tsunami hit uh, Hilo Beach on the Big Island, and it's just like you know everyone wakes up and there's just no water at the beach, and they're like, "What? This is crazy!" So the entire town just goes down, down to the and just starts like like. Like they're walking up and, you know. Oh, and then the wave. Yeah, yeah. but the wave just doesn't look like much. Just looks like a swell, you know. Yeah. They're used to swells, you know, but it's just the fact that it's, you know, it's a mile wide and or like you know, a mile deep and it just crushes in. And yeah. so it was neat. It was so crazy seeing that because yeah. you only hear the stories and there's like a there's a picture of it maybe in like the Hawaiian history books because uh, it was just such a devastating thing that happened. To the state and just to see it actually when the Indonesian and won. the thing is that you know you would think that people would go holy shit this is not good you know if if the water goes out it's got to come back in at some point you know you would think they go let's get out of here but yeah. everybody was like going wow you know yeah. was, what a tide what a tide yeah <laughs> it was crazy what yeah, a that, tide it's been <laughs> yeah that footage is crazy because you just see the people Watching it come in and then mm-hmm. just kind of slowly, oh, it's not stopping, and then too late. So what? Uh, uh, the Cessna is twin engine. Yes. Uh, it, it's a prop, prop prop plane. Prop airplane. Yeah. How far can you take a Cessna? Eight hundred miles. Just eight hundred miles before you got to refuel. Yeah. Wow. And that's that's you're kind of pushing it. 
And it's not so much that it's as dangerous. It's just that, you know, your butt starts aching after about two or three hours. You right. Know? So that, that to me is like two hours is like the most for me. And, when, and I'll do that. Were you, were you, I assume you were a pilot when you were shooting Star Trek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever come in on the bridge and be like, guys, that's not how you... No, <laughs> no you. Right. Well, it's cute, but that's, that's not how not. you fly in space. I actually, know. no. Actually, the the one time that that happened was I did a, a show called a movie called Mach One mm-hmm. with Brian Bosworth, uh-huh. the Boz. <laughs> yep. And they, it was funny. I don't know if they lied to me or if it was the, but they told me it was supposed to be, um, uh, not the, another Bosworth. Um, Tom Bosworth. No, no, no that's Tom Bosley. No, no, Tom Bosley. Brian Bosworth. Bosworth and uh, oh god, Kate was, Bosworth is the only no, other. There's, Bosworth there's another actor. Um, anyway, but they said it was going to be this guy. In fact, he did Spin City. Brian oh. Bosworth. Brian. Yeah. No, Brian Bosworth Bos- was this. Isn't he Boswick? Barry, Barry Boswick. 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 That's yeah. from Spin City. They said Barry Boswick, and, and I went, cool, you know. And and the the wardrobe lady came over and she says, oh yeah, Brian's gonna. I said, what? I said, yeah, Brian Bosworth. I went, what is he? Doing? Oh, you find out in wardrobe. <laughs> That's right. And. Um, and they was they were supposed to be flying a Concorde, uh-huh. and a Concorde is this little cockpit. I mean, it's really tight, and they had this thing on stage, and it was a huge, like an L ten eleven or DC ten <laughs> cockpit. And they said, "Hey, Michael, doesn't this look just like the Concorde?" I went, "No, hmm. I'm sorry." It, it's and that doesn't even, look like Barry Bostwick. And that's yeah. not Barry Bostwick. <laughs> doesn't act like Barry Bostwick either. <laughs> I got. I, I, t- I hate to. I, I'll tell this story. We did this. We did this one scene, and my my cousin, his, her, his daughter was down from San Francisco, and at that point she was probably thirteen or something like that. And she came down to visit and stayed with me with her friends, and and uh, she came to the set. And after after doing a scene with him, we were driving back, you know, and she goes. He's not very good, is he? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, oh boy. Um, Are you talking well, about Academy Award winner Brian Bosworth? <laughs> no, those words have never been spoken. But anyway, that, that was... That By was him in the mirror, sure. I don't even think so. <laughs> I even think he was like, all right, come on, I know what, I know what the score But I, I had a great time. Because of Star Trek, they, they, it's a small community. The fighter pilot community is a small community. And they knew that I flew, so I... I flew with the Blue Angels, and I flew with the oh, Thunderbirds. Oh, wow. And I went on an aircraft carrier in an F-18 Hornet uh, and did oh, wow. you know, carrier uh, operations with them, you know, flying, doing cat shots in this thing, and it was, it was just amazing. I mean, I had a, 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 a huge military career. Man. Yeah, so it was great. Then any of the military guys go, wow, it's really amazing that you're on Star Trek. I don't think I could do that. You're like, you land a plane on a boat. Yeah, totally, totally. I've got that a lot. They say, oh, my God, I, I couldn't be an actor. I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding? People are shooting at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like, fine, that's fine. But to pretend to be someone different. else. That's different. What you do? But doing? if they're shooting me with a camera, I can't do it. I didn't get to that. Only with guns. I can handle I guns. I freeze, you know. It's, I, I can't believe it. Oh, these pilots sound like idiots. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. I don't know why we turned the voice. So we turn them into Bowery yeah, boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how you hey. do. You're crazy. I know all of a sudden. I know. <laughs> hey, what you do? It's, hey. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm a colonel in the navy. Yeah, but it it was it was amazing. I've, I've gotten to do some some crazy stuff. Some crazy stuff. I feel like I'm I'm having an idea that I think would be really great to see you be able to do. What's up? I would love to see your take on like a Sherlock. You like a Sherlock Holmes. 
Oh my god. Michael Dorn, Sherlock Holmes are like are like a house. Mm-hmm. I kind of I, I like I like this idea. You do. I do. Put it out there. I'll put it out in the world. There you go. And then kickstart it. And you, and you know what? You know what we do? And then we plan a fabulous vacation someplace. <laughs> ah, and then, yes. And then they'll be calling us. Hey, that idea you had, you <laughs> can't go. We want to do it now, you know? A really studious, <laughs> super smart guy who just figures out things. <laughs> I know, figures out he shit. He just figures out stuff. It's just no shit. Because right, you, got, you, got, you got a really nice, buttery voice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it commands attention. Puts people to sleep at you, times. Too. No, did you ever work yeah. in radio? Very, very shortly when I first started, because it was one of those things where you're just doing anything you can, and I started, and and uh, but, you know, it it wasn't for me. Did they ever have you read one of the Star Trek audio books? Yes, I did. <laughs> I read that, and I read another book, and uh, it, which was Heart of Darkness by Conrad, and it was, it was such a dark and ugly book, and it was like three days. It was just terrible. You're listening really hard to W O R F. W O R F. What? Come on. Uh, What's wrong with that? Even I wouldn't say that. I, that is a that is a quality <laughs> joke, Matt. That's a quality. Yeah. Hi, I think I saw that W-O-R-F. in a Mad magazine. <laughs> See, it sounds amazing when he says it. No. What 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 does W O R F play? Klingon uh, opera, obviously. <laughs> like, no, no, R and B. R and B. Klingon R and B. Klingon R and B. James Brown. Known for their bass lines. (laughs) I feel warlike. I knew that I would like. What? That's not. No. No. Not even. He's not even. Can't even go with that. Yeah. You're not. You're not going to yes and that. Nope. He's really, you're really bringing out the OCD and Mads grabbing his ear. No, no, it's not. It's not. He's it's pulling out not. eyebrows. It's not right. What you're doing is not. not. You're desecrating the <laughs> James Brown and <laughs> at the same time. What are you talking about? It's NBC. I had, I had an idea on the show that that Warp just he just loved R and B for some reason. He heard it some from some one of the uh, the historical tapes. And he just fell in love with it, you know. But they, they, they thought it was cuter for me to like opera, that he just loved Klingon opera. Well, also, they don't well, have to clear more... that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I guess totally. that's true. Then they don't have to write, R- and, they don't have to write R&B. And Rick Berman mm-hmm. doesn't have to write an R&B song. But, yeah, well. but I, feel like, I feel like that makes a lot of sense for me with, the, with that character because it's so out of the realm of everything else that his life is about. Yeah. It made more sense if he liked Russian opera. That would have been cooler, I think. Mm-hmm. His parents were Russian. Oh, the thing is that the thing is that, but they had a Russian before. That's the only thing from uh, the original. Yeah. They didn't want to. They didn't want to go back to that. The parent thing was cool, but they didn't want to go back to that. It is interesting how uh, the show. Be, I mean, like when you think about the, the the product of the original Star Trek of its of its time, you know, it's just just the idea of like, hey, there's a Russian guy, and that like this during the Cold War, and Gene, you know, like just had the foresight to be like, no, this is a period of time where uh, you know er, er, Earth. Is, we figured out those problems, and now we're going out to. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's really well, interesting. Well, next gen's a product of the '80s, having a shrink on the bridge. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. And you know what? It being so, you know, kind of a cool set. You know, it's not militaristic. It's like your living room, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's the one thing that I, when I first walked on the set, is that I got is this feeling of, oh, this is nice. <laughs> I could live here. Because <laughs> it was, it was just like somebody's living room. You know, and uh, and I think that's what you know they wanted to. Gene was always good about that. You know, about thinking. Okay, let's think beyond that. You know, that's a good idea, but let's go beyond that. You know, what would it be like 
if it was, you know, 50 years from now, like everything now. I mean, you know, if you look at technology <clears throat> 50 years from now, you know, or, or now, you know, 50 years from now, who knows what it's going to be, you know? So, so things have to progress, have to. Yeah, now I laugh at the, like, when you watch old episodes and Picard's got piles of pads on his desk. It's just like, yeah. he's, that's his busy work. He's got a ton of iPads. Yeah. <laughs> Each iPad They're is iPads. its own. Yeah, yeah they, they are. IPads. They absolutely are. And I, I never really thought about yeah. that until this second, but that's what they are because they're, they're like this and... Yeah. I mean, the other day I was doing this thing because there's a... There's a, a um, I don't have a iPhone, but I have the Motorola mm -hmm. and there's a Siri type you know, yeah. app for that. And, you know, it talks to you, does the whole thing. And it'll answer your, your text messages and tell you what they are and, and text per, the person back. And so I was in a room and the thing was way over there. And it says, you have a new text message. Would you like to listen to it? And I'm way out. Yes. Reads the text message. Would you like to respond? Yes. What would you like to say? Well, say da, 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 da. I'll send it right now. Boom. And it's gone. And, and I just... <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I just sat there like, but you have to trust the I? dictation. You have to trust the dictation software too, so it doesn't say it something. Is, but it'll. But it's still. It tells you what what it's gonna what it said. What it know? says. Oh, yeah. it does. It repeats oh, it yeah. back to you. Yeah, and it's just like you go, huh? You know, I mean, I remember push button phones when they first came out. You know, and it's like. It's crazy. <laughs> the ones without a touch down. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was still doing the rotary. Yeah, but yeah. it would hit the button and it would... I mean, just to, just to tell you how old I am, when I, we went to Disneyland one year, and I won't tell you what year it was, and <laughs> we went into Tomorrowland, and and there they in this one section, they had touch-tone phones. And we were like, holy shit! <laughs> 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 just dialing... You wow, just oh, that's the... what I'm talking on, a touchstone phone! Uh, I just know? poked the buttons yeah. as opposed to swiping them in a circular it's, motion. It's a circular matter, What's you know? weird is that those phones are still in Tomorrowland. <laughs> they no. still have touchstone pay phones, really? yeah. Yeah, oh Tomorrowland didn't really... Uh, progress. Oh. Didn't really well, catch up to. They sort of marketed as a sort of retro, the retro view now of the it's future. Now oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The retro or view. Or we don't have enough money to put today into land. Let me tell you this, They my do. Mother, my mother has a, 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 a portable phone, and she has her dial phone still on the wall. Wow. Oh wow! Yes, and we. I just go there, and I don't. I you know I don't mind so much. I just go. It's somehow it's just reassuring i don't know why yeah it's funny my friends have a like a landline and uh i was hanging out at their place and the phone rang and uh kate the girl who lived there like answered it she's like hello oh hold on rob someone's on the phone for you i was like well why didn't they just call his phone why did they call the place that they don't know he might be at you have a direct line to anybody people are not location based anymore yeah i know i kind of like that i mean scott Mosher, he's still got a landline because uh -huh. he's got no cell service up in the yeah, he, yeah. and I call no, I it I, I, and that's a that's a funny thing nobody has landlines and I have a landline I yeah. just I just like I said I just want to make sure you know like you said if ever zombies take over you want to have a landline because yeah. they, they you know they'll look at it and go what's this you know <laughs> your yeah. best bet is to go to your airplane and use the radio and <laughs> the hell out of here that's and then the fly thing. over it yeah and just keep going oh man. That'd be so awesome. Mm -hmm. I always, I, I always thought it would be fun to learn how to fly a plane, but do it. You're not too old. Yeah, yeah. I really wasn't that concerned, Matt. 
Uh, your eyesight's holding up okay. I mean, you're what? doing all right. Who right? said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who's that over there? Where's my blank? Goddamn kids. <laughs> Darn fool kids. I thought you might have been worried about being too old. No, you know no. what? You know what? It's 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 one of those things if you ever want to try it, there's uh every place, every airport has a little flight school and they'll take you up just for an introductory flight. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty bucks or something like that. And just see if you like it. Because you may go. Nah, you know, and then a lot of people they just go, "Oh God, I want." I feel like I want to pay more than thirty dollars to be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's their it's their hook to get you in there. Okay, good. Because once and most of the time, like ninety percent of the time, when people take that introductory flight, they they come back. They say at least they'll sign up for a number of lessons. It's like getting those eleven CDs for a penny. Oh yeah, so then you're Columbia in House, twenty two dollars. Pennies? <laughs> yep, tapes. You get uh, you can get any ten tapes that you want. I don't even know what that is. I picked uh, Super Tramps Breakfast in America, <laughs> yeah. and then nine more of those tapes. You mean, what, kind of, what kind of tapes? Audio cassette. Like Audio cassette. Madonna's like a virgin was another yeah. one that I picked up. The Immaculate Collection. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Cassette tapes. Oh God. Cassingles. 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 Oh. Those were the days. I yes, they were. Tracks. I remember all that stuff. It's you know. Do you, you know you need, you need to load an eight track into the Cessna and just bring your little suitcase full of eight track tapes and just like. Oh God. Well now now the now the the whole uh, even technology with the airplanes has just gone ridiculous because when I started they had round dials and they had a couple of little kind of cool things that that you know could point you generally analogy stuff and and now. Like with their, there's a new airplane called a Cirrus, which is, in fact, Angelina Jolie flies a Cirrus. But it's flat panels. It's, and one guy says, like flying a laptop. And it has so much information in this single engine airplane uh, that it's just crazy. It doesn't fly high, it doesn't go fast, but you know everything about everything. But what if that goes down? Then you have to fly. Then you have to fly with the. <laughs> then you have to look out. Does she actually fly? Does she actually have her pilot's license? Yeah, oh yeah, totally. She's I didn't know that for years. For what? years and years and years. Yeah. yeah. You guys meet at the pilots' club? No, we don't. No, we, we're all separate. I mean, I wish there was an actors' pilot club. <laughs> you should. You should. You, you could be like, hey, Angelina Jolie. It's a pretty cute single-engine plane. Uh, here's my F5. Here's my F5. <laughs> Is that what Craig Ferguson said he does now? Just every time he has a free moment, he just goes flying. Yeah, probably. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Him and Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt. Uh, yeah. Uh, Travolta, uh, Cruz, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Harrison Ford, hmm. big pilot. He flies helicopters, right? Uh, he flies everything. Yeah. He flies everything. And, uh, and uh, Morgan Freeman, except really kind of sad about Morgan. He got in a car accident. Yeah. And he screwed up his arm so he can't fly anymore. No, no way. I didn't yeah. know he actually got hurt. He got that. hurt pretty bad. Yeah. That's why he wears that glove all the time. Yeah. Oh. For circulation. Yeah. Jeez. But uh, but you know yeah so it's you know I, if I were you I'd just take an introductory flight you may you may hate it you may just go I don't want to do that but the technology is like in fact I was flying I was getting my my training in this airplane because I just really wanted to see what it was like and I'm flying around and the the the, uh, the, the instructor is going okay now now if you look over here on this panel you can see the airport off in that direction and I went well if you look over there I can see it just <laughs> with my right eyes. there. Yeah, but you know. that's not cool and robot-y. Yeah, it's not cool. Yeah. You gotta, and I went, well, I can just fly. Can I just go there now? No, you got to wait until it tells you to, you know? And so, uh, but I, I'm, I like the old round dials and, and stuff. It's, it's, 
it's my my history. Any so. any any scary encounters like up in the air? Like any any kind of? I've had I've had three things happen. What? Uh, the first one was uh, I was flying with a with a director. He's a producer now, uh, Rob Bowman, mm-hmm. who did the X Files, did the X Files movie and and Rain of Fire and all that. And when he was working on our show, he started you know he was directing our show. He wanted to go fly, and so I we said we're going to go up to Santa Barbara and have dinner. And so I took off from Van Nuys, and the nose gear, I won't bore you with the details, but the nose gear wouldn't come down once it retracted. <laughs> oh, shit. And so we flew around, burned off fuel, and I came in and landed and on the mains, and then the nose came down and scraped, and sparks were flying. And uh, that was one. <laughs> uh, hey, let's get dinner. Yeah. Well, actually, after that, we, uh, we went to a bar. And yeah. within, <laughs> seriously, within about five minutes, we were pretty well snocked. <laughs> we, you know, we said, just, just bring us as much tequila as you have. Well, seriously, though, you saved that guy's life. I mean, you, well, I guess technically you, you put him? him in danger, but then I you saved his life. life yeah. so he asked for it. You should really, he, you should really call him that favor. Like, well, actually, no, actually I did work on uh, Castle because he's the oh, one right. of the execs on Castle, but he did, uh, you know, we were talking. I think he directed another episode, and he said, "Michael, I've got to go back up because if you don't, I'll, I'll I won't go back in small airplanes." And that's one. Okay. And then when I got the T thirty three, the the trainer, this jet trainer, uh, something was wrong with my airspeed indicator, and I came in and I thought I was going to a speed, and I wasn't. I was going much slower than I thought, and the airplane got about twenty feet over the runway and stalled. Oh and shit! It, it hit the ground, and they have these big tanks, gas tanks on the wings, and they flexed down and hit the runway <gasps> and ruptured. Oh. And I took off, and the tower called and said, you have fuel coming out of your tanks. Oh, shit. So I came back around and landed, and the fuel drained out, and there were mechanics who actually worked on the airplane and you know put it together that were there at the airport up in Mojave. And I said, so what do you think I should do? And they said, well, the tanks are empty. Might as well go home. And so I flew home. Oh my God! Yeah, even I with with ruptured, well, no, they, the, the fuel reserved. was out. Yeah. The fuel was out of the tanks, and so you have tanks, and you have inboard mm-hmm. tanks, and so I flew home on the inboard tanks, and uh, and that was that was that wasn't scary when it was happening, but on the way home, I kind of went, "Whoa, that could have been really bad." I hope they looked at the airspeed indicator after that. Yeah, yeah, and it was that's what they thought I had just screwed up, but they found out that it was the airspeed indicator. So what was which I hope you lorded over them. <laughs> yes, we we fixed that. Um, and then the third time, which oh, was my favorite. Okay, uh, I had a I was flying the F eighty six, and I was over Edwards, and we were I was doing uh, aerobatics and doing all this stuff, and through a chain of events, um, there was no fuel. Through a chain of kind of events. And so I was going into Palmdale to do some approaches and stuff like that. And as I was flying near Edwards, the engine quits. And it's funny how, you know, when when airplanes or cars or anything like that, when it when they start screwing up really bad, they turn into women. (laughs) Because I start going, Oh baby, please don't do this to me. (laughs) Oh sweetheart, I love you. I love you more than anything else. Just don't do this. Just take me home, you know? And the engine quit. And luckily, I trained for all this stuff, and so I set up, and uh, I felt like I felt like Chuck Yeager, because I was just cool, and I set up for the for the runway at Palmdale, and when I got over it, I put down the gear and flaps. I glided probably about ten miles. Oh my god! And I glided in and landed, 
and had enough energy to pull off the runway. And the guys come out with the trucks and they go, what's wrong? And I go, well, I ran out of gas. And they go, oh. And they said, hey, you're warm. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, hey, John, get your camera. And they got the camera and they were taking pictures. Hey, guys, Warf almost died right oh, over oh, our God. airstrip. Yeah, so, but those were, those were the three things that kind of, but but in general, you feel pretty safe up I'm there. I'm much safer well, than driving. Well, it's three out of how many times have you flown? Like I've, thousands. I've had, I've had 15, almost 1,700 hours right now. Wow. And been flying since 1988. Man. So, and those are three things. And, and, and the funny thing is that they were avoidable. But you just have to, you know, you just have to kind of break that chain of events that happens. And, and so, but it, it's, it's, been, it's been fabulous now. But like I said... Just one more series. Yep. I promise I'll let everybody alone if I get one more series. <laughs> Black House. Five years. Like House. You know, and then, it, you know, I think it would work. I think that would be good. I think so, too. Yep. I think, I think we're going to have to make this happen. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, the, who's ever out there right now. Who listens to this anyway? Uh, heads of state, dignitaries, the like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Obama? Sure. Probably. Sounds you know, it's really turns. funny. Our, I, I, you know, like, our, the... so cool. The, the, uh... One of the people who helps book talent for the show sent me this email that was a rejection letter from the White House. She was like, she tr she was like, I'm going to make this happen somehow. And it was like, thank you for your request to have President Obama on your yeah. podcast. So like, Ashley, come on. Did she tell them that there's someone from the same town as him? Maybe that would have got him. No, yeah, next time. Yeah. You're from and Kenya? I'm kidding. Wait a minute. What is he? Is he a... He's a Hawaiian. No, no, no. But he's a big fan of... Uh... He's a Star Trek fan. He probably is a Star Trek he fan. He's a Star Trek yeah. fan. He's, All right, so we can get. Let's, he's put let's, up the Vulcan salute before. Let's have seen pictures let's of that. Ha, let's, yeah. let's bring Michael back like Superman. when Obama comes on. We'll lure him in. in. And, Dude, and I, how there's, awesome. There's some, there's, there's some things I'd like to talk to him about, too. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Just a couple. How yeah. awesome. <laughs> I would love to see a Wharf Obama. Like, Obama as Wharf for Halloween would be fucking amazing. I bet if we Google that, that's, that's probably something that's. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, you're probably right. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, the that's the worst thing about yeah, the internet. Probably, yeah, that's a terrible, <laughs> hey, that's this a, was an idea that someone already no, did. That's probably no. Uh, uh, cool. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to uh, promote while you're here? No, actually, actually, it worked well about the Castlevania because I'm sure those the producers are going to be happy about that. I'm happy to yeah, know that it's happening. To it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the Kickstarter. Uh, the Kickstarter. We we hope that our fans will come out. We have I think three more weeks. Of it, and our fans will come out and support us, because uh, I promise that this is a romantic comedy that we're that we're that we're going to film. Cool. And if this works, then I promise I'll do a I'll write a uh, science fiction show. Cool. So I'll reward them with a science fiction <laughs> show. But um, but yeah, but uh, but it, it's it's a great deal. I think it's like I said, it's it, technology is amazing, and and we'll see what happens. Are you on the are you on the tweets at all? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Michael Dorn, aka, AKA Wharf. Wharf, aka Wharf. Nice. Uh, you know, I, this. I think what's helped is that we've had so many people from Next Gen on that Matt has become acclimated to it mm -hmm. and hasn't really uh, didn't nerd out too much on the on this episode. And well, the fact did, that you guys already met. No, no, he yeah. didn't nerd out at the at the uh, at attack of the show. I, yeah. yeah, no, he didn't nerd out then. How are you I'm keeping it together, man? I'm a professional. professional. You know, actually, there was a guy, uh, God rest his soul, just wonderful writer, who was working on According to Jim, mm -hmm. and they they invited me down to to shadow, and I was going to direct the show, and um, 
the guy, the, the exec producer says, Michael, now you got to be careful because I want you to watch out. There's a guy on our show who's a complete Star Trek guy. It's complete. I mean, I'm telling you this because he may just embarrass us beyond all belief. And I went there and I was there for like almost a month and a half or two months and I never saw the guy, never knew him. There was producers and nobody ever came up to me. And years later, this producer hired me to direct uh, the show in New York and he says, Michael, I'm the guy. <laughs> and I went, you're kidding. He says, no, I just couldn't say anything. Oh, about. that's... <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He was well, hidden. You, you expect you expect guys, but you know the professional guys. They they're cool about it. You know, it's the first time I've ever been called a professional guy. Professional guy. Ever don't get you? Don't get used to it. I won't. It's very professional. <laughs> Do you, any? Is there any Star Trek trivia you have to try to stump Matt? Can you stump him? Like he would remember. <laughs> He'll remember something. <laughs> There's 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 one that I got stumped on when oh. I got when I got the job. Uh, this lady I was seeing at the time, she and I were big fans of the original, and I don't know, but it it does exist. But she stumped me because we do things we try to stump each other with with trivia, and she says, "What are the words to the Star Trek theme, the original?" I know that uh, Roddenberry wrote words to there, the there song. Are yeah, Tenacious yeah. Steve performed them on our podcast. Oh, I wasn't there that day. I was working Who did? here. Tenacious D. No kidding. Yeah, and it was like, beyond the rim of the starlight, uh, my love is wandering in starlight. Yeah. Yeah. But the brilliant thing was Roddenberry did that just to get royalties for this. It was genius. Yeah. It's genius, and they never... Totally. There, were never also, there were also lyrics to the Bewitched theme song. Bewitched, Bewitched, you got me. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, yeah, no, cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep. Well, you know, you can't have a great show without a great theme. Yeah, that's you're right. the thing. You're right. Star yeah. Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> here is the follow-up no, show to the other there's one. A, there's a kid online that uh, put up a video of him singing words to. Damn it! We, we actually, we actually had uh, whenever, whenever, uh, whenever Patrick, you know, would go to the screen, we'd always hum the theme. <laughs> I'm Patrick Stewart. I'm playing a bald guy in space and I hate you, Bernie. You know, we'd always have, you know, like, da, 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 da. I'm Patrick Stewart. I've been knighted. Do you have a favorite episode? Either um, Deep Space Nine or... You know, Deep Space Nine. Um, there were two. Uh, uh, Soldiers of the Empire... Oh, it is a good one. And once more into the breach. Oh, once more into the breach is really good. Oh my God, it's just it. It is Shakespearean in yeah. scope, and it's John Calicos is is this guy who says, you know, I I just want to die in battle. Can you help me? But he's lost it. I mean, he's he's gone crazy, and it is just and he. He keeps it together enough to save everybody. I mean, it was just amazing. And this last line, he goes, he, he knocks me out and he goes, when I get to the halls of the hallowed dead, I will find your beloved and tell her that her husband is a noble warrior and loves only her or something. It was just, I went, oh my God. And then he gets in the, gets in the transport and he goes, instead of going big, as he says, long live the empire. And he beams out. And he ship turns around and goes and fights the Jemadar. Oh, it was just that's that the once he shows up on DS9 season four, like gets really good. It gets oh, it's really good. Yeah, 
Is that available on Netflix? Use the t- yes, it is. Use the code Jonah Ray. It is available on Netflix. All of all the entire. <laughs> well, I missed that one. I said I said use the code Jonah Ray. And he goes, don't use that code. <laughs> no, the entire run of uh, all of Star Trek, everything of Star Trek except for the movies, is on Netflix. Oh, it's just, but that, those were those were my two favorite. And Soldiers of the Empire was great too. Do you have a favorite in a, Next Gen? Huh? Do you have a favorite? Next yeah, Gen? the um, two of those were Data Bills the Child. Oh yeah, the Offspring. And then the one called the Drumhead. Oh, the Drumhead's really yeah, good, which I like. Uh, it's, it's a court kind yeah. of courtroom drama, but but Patrick bigger men than you, Picard. Gene Simmons, not Kiss. No, but but the uh, actress Lovely. Gene Simmons. Yeah, she was fabulous. Big big Star Trek fan. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Because I, I went up to her in the makeup trailer. I said, Simmons, hi. <laughs> I'm Michael Dorn. She goes, I know who you are. <laughs> Would you like to fly me up in your plane and pick up some vegetables from another part of the country? Yeah, it was that was those two were my favorite. Yeah, who's so my my last question is who who have you met like celebrity wise that you were shocked and they came up to you like oh my god I'm such a huge Star Trek fan? Can you think of anyone? It was Gene Simmons. It was Gene Simmons. Yeah, 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 that was that was one. Uh, Actually, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh yeah. yeah, because she was on the show and she really wanted to be on the show. And she was a big fan, but that was kind of like, if yeah, you, yeah, cool. But but uh, Gene Simmons was the one because you know, I mean, Gene Simmons, Spartacus. So. If you can track it down on YouTube, there uh, it might not be on there right now, but there's a comic relief thing they did I think yes. during like the seventh season of Next Gen, where they find these artifacts in their comic relief T-shirt and a VHS, and they're in the observation lounge. Oh, that's genius! <laughs> yeah. And uh, they say comedians, uh, Hoopie Goldberg, and oh, I remember that. Dorn yeah. goes, "What is a Hoopie?" <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Hoopie? <laughs> what kind of name is Hoopie? <laughs> I remember that. So yeah. He dropped it in Octave in New Orleans. That's nice. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was... That was that I was sure cool. hope she found that Nexus. Uh, oh, Nexus. God. No one hopes Nexus. they found that. But yeah, but it was but just it was, a, just it was an great. orgasm ribbon floating through the, the cosmos. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want that? Another guy that I love was John Anderson. Uh-huh. The, the 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 old couple of the survivors. I thought that was that was that was a good episode too. But he was he was great. He was great, and he was once again. You see these actors, and you see why they were stars and why they you know had long careers because they were just so good. Yeah. You know, in these you know it's like. Interesting, interesting. Then they give them a speech, and they yeah. just do the speech and just go, "Oh, okay." That's how you're supposed to do that. Uh, it's just, it's just amazing. Would you mind uh, signing off the show by telling everyone to enjoy their burrito as, uh, as Commander Worf? <clears throat> enjoy the burrito. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy your burrito. You will enjoy your burrito, or I will be displeased. <laughs> <laughs> Best sign off ever. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.